welcome to Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic crumbs, bringing you the news you can use as it pertains to the idiocracies in politics. I don't care if you're Republican, Democratic, Libertarian, Independent, there's something you can get from this broadcast. Knowledge is key, and the key to your freedom is knowledge. Vote. Don't forget to vote. Tell someone you know who isn't voting to vote. And don't throw away your vote. Listen to politics so you know how to vote. So you know how to make an impact and do what you gotta do to have a better future for you and your family too. Politics. With Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic crumbs. I'm going to make sure that you do what you're supposed to do when it comes to voting. Get the information you need from this guy indeed. Politics. With Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic crones. Bringing you the truth about politics. No filter. Vote. Don't be afraid to vote. Vote or your ass will choke. And welcome to another episode of Politics. With Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. This week has been filled with a lot, a lot of mischief from our fellow politicians. We're on the verge of uh, impeachment, I hear. But I don't know. The internet has a habit of lying. So here, get the truth from Mercer Prescott with politics. Mercer, do your thing. What's up? What's up, y'all? All right. You know what? We're just going to jump right into the, well, almost into the meat and potatoes of it. I just want to let you all know I've been hearing a lot of stuff about articles of impeachment put in, you know, put forth against Trump. Nah, you know, they, there's a couple of them out already, but you know what? It doesn't mean anything. So long as the Republicans control the House and the Senate and they don't have their tax cuts, they're never going to vote him out no matter what he does. They could find a, a woman trapped in his basement, you know, chained to a radiator and it won't work. So. Don't get your hopes up. Don't be like, yay, it's in time for Christmas. And that's not going to happen. So it's, it's going to be a lot more going on before that happens. So just strap in. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. But speaking of bumpy oh, wait, ride. Wait, 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 wait. Breaking news. Yep. Trump administration to end immigration protections for Haitians, giving them 18 months to leave. Oh, that I did not hear. Yeah, this came out. Like I said, breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll touch we'll, on more about that once we get more information. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think that he just wants to just be anti, the most racist president ever. Because anti-right, anti-everything, yeah. except white. Uh, except rich white. <laughs> ah, you're right, you're right. There is a distinction because the whites are about to get screwed big time with this tax plan. So, oh, give it to me that day. <laughs> oh, and, and if Trump's giving it, they'll take it mm-hmm. <laughs> with no Vaseline. But um, ah, I love it. Let's let, let's talk about Al Franken for a bit because this this whole Al Franken thing bothers me, and not for the reasons that you might think. Okay, Al Franken was accused by a woman of of groping her and forcing her to kiss Al Franken while he was a writer for Saturday Night Live during a USO show in Iraq. I think it was back in 2006, something like that. And there's also a picture of Al Franken seemingly groping the victim while she was asleep. 
it was taken as kind of like a joke picture, but of course, technically it wasn't really that funny. And now a second victim we'll talk about in a bit has come up and claimed that Al Franken uh, groped her. Now, before we go on, let, let's, let's backtrack a bit. Let's look at somebody like Roy Moore, right? And what's bothering me about the Al Franken thing is the timing, okay? Look at Roy Moore, right? And, and one thing I want to correct from the last time I was talking about Roy Moore, I kept call, referring to him as a judge when he was going after those 14-year-olds. He was still a DA then. He was a district attorney at that time. He was not a judge yet. So, um, you know, he's a disgraced Alabama judge who's running for Jeff Sessions' old Senate seat, right? The special election is next month. So his victims came out while he was running for higher office because now he has that exposure. He's on TV. You know, and uh, they're looking at him like, look at this son of a bitch about to get a, a, something that he doesn't deserve because he's a sack of shit. Who get, you're a district attorney. You get banned from the mall for going after 14-year-olds, and then you get banned from the YMCA for the same reason. But in Alabama, they're just like, well, you know, this is what, this is what they do. <laughs> the things that are crimes in some states in Alabama are just misdemeanors. Oh, going after 14-year-olds? Yeah, and Cali, they may put you in jail because I think, what's the age of consent in California? I think it's like 18. It's pretty high in California, 17, I think. 17, 17. Is it 17 in Cali? I know it's 17 in New yeah, York. I wrote a song. Yeah, it's got <laughs> 17. <laughs> Don't let Rick James hear it. No, he can't hear it. Either. Ooh, bad uh, joke. Bad. Uh, Rick James can hear everything because he's in heaven looking down on us. Heaven? Really? No. <laughs> Hello, as high, as high as he used to be, he can't be nowhere but heaven, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope there's no Rick James fans listening. They're probably just tuning us off right now. But um, even if you go back to somebody like Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, right? Fuck your couch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you figure he got me laughing on this serious subject. But even if you go back to like Clarence Thompson and Anita Hill, right? You have the kind of the same thing. You have, you know, he... I, sexual assault just seems like really harsh. Like when I, when I think of sexual assault, I think of somebody getting raped. So I may be using the term incorrectly, but, you know, when he was doing all the sexual misconduct on Anita Hill, you know, he was still, you know, at that time more powerful than her. But now he's getting ready to become a Supreme Court judge. You know, as far as I could tell, I was trying to look it up if there was ever a civil suit against Clarence Thomas by Anita Hill, and there was none that I could find. I may be wrong. But ho, ho, ho. It, up until right now, I was getting somebody confused. I was thinking that was Thurgood Marshall, and I said I'm oh, not going to watch that no, movie no, 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 no. that bullshit. Oh man, I've been playing. I played myself. Thank you for telling me about that. No, no Clarence Thomas, or as they, or they call him, Stephen from Django, because he really, he really is just a. Uh, anyway, but you figure that's usually everybody doesn't always follow a pattern, right? But that's usually the pattern. If somebody who was more powerful than you at the time. Are, are ascending to something even higher that may prompt some people to just come out and just say hey you know this is what he's really like you know and there's usually not like a civil suit or anything like that you figure with Desiree Washington the one who accused Mike Tyson of rape first he said well I'm not doing it you know for the money because I'm just doing it for the justice and then when Mike got convicted then she 
hit him with a civil suit, talk about, well, I don't think he learned his lesson. Yeah, he did learn his lesson. He went to prison for six years for a rape that, yeah, I'll go out and say it, a rape he didn't commit. Every time I say that, my friends always look at me like I'm stupid, but no, he didn't do it. Everything else he did in his life, he did that shit. Not that. Go figure. But my thing is this, right? Why now for Al Franken? Right? You figure it like this, okay? Al Franken has been a senator since 2009. That means that he ran two elections and nothing came up. So where was his accuser then? Now I know that's taboo to say because when you have somebody who's more powerful than you, right? Yeah, they may be too afraid to come forward. They may be thinking like in the case of what happened with Dennis Hastert, they may be thinking, well, even if I came out and said something, who's gonna believe me, right? So it's usually taboo to say, hey, why didn't she come? I sound like a Republican saying that, but why didn't she come forward then? You know, but you figure if she came forward when Al Franken ran for his first term, I could understand that. Either she came out for the second term, I could understand that. But why now? Why at this point in time is she coming out? She claimed that she was angry. Her name is Leanne Tweeden, right? She claimed she was angry at Al Franken for years, not scared, not intimidated, but angry. You know, in uh. What's, what's that show with all the, uh, I know I have it on the tip of my tongue, with all the uh, the gods and then the one that Orlando Bloom plays, who says, like, uh, uh, angry, get shit done. American Gods. American Gods, oh, okay. That is an excellent, excellent series. I hope it's on Hulu, I need to watch that. But, um... Get it on Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... If she was angry all those years, why did, I mean, if she wasn't scared or intimidated, why didn't she just come forward? It's because Trump and the Republicans need the heat pulled off of them. The Roy Moore thing is really, he's actually finally, finally starting to lose in the polls, not by a lot. So it's not even like he's losing like 54 to 29. Zoom out, now I have a theory, I have a theory. What's up? Do you think that this culture, this, culture that we're currently in, this environment that we find ourselves in, is prompting people to be more vocal regarding their past occurrences, no matter how far back it was, like the environment speaks to speaking out on it. And that's I think why it's coming out more, because like you said, he he went to two elections and she, she could have said something back then. It's not like she didn't know. And then now all of a sudden the stage is there for everybody to speak on any time they were sexually harassed. So here it go. I'll put it like this, right? For anybody else, I would say yes. That would be it. That usually it takes one accuser to come forward. And it, it popped in my head just now, or else I would have researched this a little bit more. I hate when I do that, when, when I just make it sound like I'm just making shit up. The cop that... Uh, well, welcome to Fox News, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we're just a more elegant Fox News. We're, yeah, like, we we're, like, we're like Fox <laughs> News without the sexual allegations against us. But um, We're like Fox words with a bunch of fuck words, like F, or F words <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> uh, but um, the cop that got caught raping all those women, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And... Uh, he chose he his Republican. victim. He was a Republican. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you he was. Oh, okay. Huh. I, I, I don't know his 
political affiliation, but I know that he raped a lot of women and he basically just told them who are they going to believe. They're gonna, and he usually just raped prostitutes, drug addicts, because he just knew who, who are they going to believe, some you know, drug-addled hooker or a decorated officer. And the only reason why he got caught is because he raped the wrong woman. He raped somebody who wasn't a drug dealer, I mean, a drug addict or a prostitute. And they brought the case forward against him. And then all the other women uh, found the courage to come forward. One of them was, was still an addict. And matter of fact, she showed up for court high on PCP. They had to wait until she sobered up to take her testimony. Mm-hmm. So he really chose his victims very well, you know. And, and that's kind of what all it takes sometimes is just for one person to come forward. So and it's like dominoes. Everybody comes out the woodwork. But right. for this particular case, I'm not so sure. And I'm going to tell you why. Right. You figure Trump, they need this seat. Right. They need it because you figure it like this. The, the tax cuts. Right. And I'll talk about more more about that later on in the hour. When the tax cuts passed the House, there were 13 Republicans that jumped ship and voted with the Democrats. It still passed, but it wasn't a straight along party lines. All the Democrats voted against it, and 13 Democrats, I mean, sorry, 13 Republicans joined the Democrats, but it wasn't enough to sink the bill. Now, on the Senate side, Trump can only afford three people to defect, and John McCain is already, his thumbs down, is already, his thumbs already pointing down. McCain ain't going to vote for it. The reason why these senators, uh, I'm sorry, the lawmakers that voted against it, they were from like New York, California. They were from states who were going to be hit the hardest by these tax cuts. You know, you figure the blue states already paid for the red states, right? And those, these are people who are going to be hurt the most by these tax cuts, and that's pretty much by design because Republicans hate blue states. So even though we pay for their bullshit red states, so it, it's it's biting the hand it feeds, pretty much. They need that seat. And so every seat they can get, they will get it. If they lose that seat to a Democrat, that's gonna be a catastrophe in the making for the, for the Republicans because it's already, we're not gonna get the House in 2018, but there's a damn good chance we can get the Senate if we flip enough seats in the election. Why don't get get the House? Uh, there's too many seats to get. So it's, in other words, it's not going to, we're not going to get it in one election. It'll probably take two elections to get the House if we stay strong, but it's not going to happen. The last time um, America had um, the House, the Senate, and the uh, president as a Republican, we had the Great Depression. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And this tax cut looks like it could push us right back into it. Absolutely. Because it's big, and I'll talk about it in a bit, but uh, they need this seat. So they figure if they can get Al Franken out, right, this thing comes up and then they could push him out. And, and, and liberals are, can be, I'm a liberal to my bones, but sometimes we can just be pussies sometimes. I, I, I can't fucking stand it sometimes. Somebody on Twitter had a, a post. He said, my Twitter feed is filled with liberals asking Al Franken to resign. And 
Republicans uh, asking Al Franken to resign. And Al Franken said, I'm not going to resign. And I'm like, good for you, Al. You know, and, and I'll is tell you good, why. Is he a good guy? Al Franken? Yeah. You think so? He has, he has his moments where I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know why he would vote for that. But overall, if he, if he was my senator, I'd vote for him. He has his flaws. He has his flaws, but but if he was my senator, I'd vote for him. Okay. Yeah. Respect. Now, he's a senator of what? Alabama? No, uh, no, he's a senator in Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's the senior senator from Minnesota. Yeah. Now, you figure it like this, right? Hold on, hold Let's on, talk. Before you go into that thought, because I know it's a deep thought. You know what I'm yes. saying? And my stuff is random because I, you know, do a lot of drugs, I guess. Um, but um, <laughs> accusation not proven true, correct? Against Al Franken? Yes. I'm getting to that. Oh, now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, you're no, you're fine. The one part of it that was true that made it look bad was the picture that he took. So he took a picture of uh, she was uh, her name is Leanne Tweeden, right? And she was in a chair. She was sleeping, and, and it looks like Al Franken's running up, you know, like uh, with that creepy look on his face. Sometimes he does have that creepy look, like uh, like like Pinocchio who just came to life sometimes. And then like he's making it look like he's he's grabbing her breast while she's sleeping, right? So and then he said that uh, she said that he forced him. How were they in the same place at the same time? How the hell? Oh oh, uh, thank you for asking that. There was a USO show. So at the time, this was back in 95, and Al Franken was actually, he wasn't a senator yet. He was working uh, a USO show. Not 95, I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, 2005. They were working a USO show in um, Iraq. And uh, Leanne Tweeden was still a soldier then. She was in the, she was in the military, in the army. So, um... That's how they were together. So they were doing a, a USO sketch together. And, you know, that he was writing. And in the sketch, they were supposed to kiss in the sketch. Right. So that's where she gets the whole thing. Like he forced me to, you know, he forced me to kiss him and all that other stuff. Now, here's my thing. Right. Leanne Tweeden, you know, she's a soldier. She did a, she did a few tours in Iraq and I think in Afghanistan, don't quote me, but definitely in Iraq. She's also a model. She modeled for Maxim, and she also modeled for, uh, she did a little spread for Playboy. Uh, she's also a sportscaster. I think she's done some work on, some work on Fox Sports. And she's a news anchor on some show called, the Mac, called McIntyre in the Morning. I couldn't tell you where it aired, you know. So she's out there, you know. But she's also appeared on Fox News a few times. And one of the times she appeared on Fox News, she appeared, she spoke out against, against Anthony Weiner. And the whole sexting thing. So, here's my thing, right? You're speaking out against Anthony Weiner and the sexting, right? Where's your experience coming out in this? Why don't you, you know, why didn't, and once again, I know it's taboo when I'm supposed to say that. But, I saw a YouTube video today, right? And matter of fact, someone just posted another one. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Because it just showed up on my feed just before the show. But the video that I saw was at that same exact USO show. There were more pictures released of the USO show that they did together, right? And they show one of Leanne Tweeden. Uh, there's a guy playing a guitar, right? And she runs up on him 
and she starts like uh, rubbing her butt against him, right? So the guy kind of like, you know, he kind of like pushes her to the side as if to say, hey, I'm trying to play guitar here. <laughs> and then she just reaches over and just grabs a handful of his ass. The same USO show where she said that she was so humiliated by Al Franken and what he did. You know, she's out there grabbing asses. The video that they had just posted, supposedly, she's at a different USO show where she was grabbing up on uh, Robin Williams. Go figure. So she is not some uh, some little wallflower, you know, who's like, oh my God, I can't believe that he'd... No, 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 no. She is not that person. So you figure, if you're part of Fox News, even as a contributor right? You're already tainted. And then your timing is all wrong. And then there's videos and pictures of you grabbing men's asses in the same USO show where you complained that, oh, and there was also the picture of, of her kissing Al Franken as part of the skit surrounded by people. So it wasn't like he cornered her in some dark part of the room. It's like, you, you gotta kiss me. You gotta kiss me. It's part of the show. No, she did it as part of the show. So I know we're not supposed to blame the victim. I know all this other shit, but she is full of shit. Okay. Zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom out. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. There's some. There's okay. Just pictures. Okay, I understand. But not, no, 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 not not just pictures. The pictures on their own, I'd have been like, ah, the video is <laughs> what got me. If it was just the pictures, I could have just let that slide. The video was what made me say, okay, this bitch is full of shit. But I'm saying the same accusations, a lot more accusations have been um, dredged against um, Trump again, and yet I don't hear a lot of media talking about it. Help me understand that. They were talking about it, but it keeps getting, and, and, and here's the thing. Here's, here's the funny thing. Because this is Al America, Fra right? He can't actually censor us, right? Uh, I'll get to that later on, too, because something else just popped up on my radar as well, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, too. But, um... Can he censor us legally? No. Will he try because he's, he's never read the Constitution? Yes. <laughs> he will definitely try. You know, you figure like this, right? How desperate Republicans are. They were doing uh, robocalls, fake robocalls in Alabama, right? Trying to make it seem like the newspapers were making false accusations against Roy Moore. So this guy... Uh, and I'm not and I put it like this when you hear the call it just sounds like some shit that Saturday Night Live would make up you know this uh, quote unquote and you know not mean to sound like a jackass but this Jewy sounding guy and in the name of the guy the fake guy who they made up his name was Bernie Bernstein <laughs> I'm not making that up his name was Bernie Bernstein and he's, uh, he's from the New York Times and he's looking for somebody who's willing to make accusations against Roy Moore, and he's giving cash awards of between uh, five and seven thousand dollars. And he said, um, "You have to make a written statement, but these are not going to be uh, investigated." So you're an investigative reporter who's claiming that, "Yeah, I'm not going to investigate this. Just make the accusations. You make a written statement, and then that's just the end of that. And then we'll give you five thousand dollars." And then he gave a, what turned out to be a fake New York Times website. Uh, email address but he said his name was Bernie Bernstein that's like if I was trying to say listen I, I want you to say something against these cops 
uh, saying that they shot an unarmed black man, and my name is uh, Blackie Blackenstein, and then just call me at the root <laughs> and make these statements. We're not going to investigate it. My name is Blackie Blackenstein, and I want you to make false statements against cops. You know. Or I can just call myself Flavor Flav or some other horse shit. You know, it's either they think that either the people who made those robocalls are stupid or they think that the, that the Republicans of Alabama are stupid. Well, maybe the people who made the robocalls were from Alabama. I'm pretty sure they were. But, but it, it, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's just the level of desperation. You must now, have never been to Alabama. No, never. Well, I have. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever flown over Alabama. But um, so much at all. Trust me. Put it like this: the second woman that accused um Al Franken of groping her. Here's the thing, right? She claimed that uh, Al Franken took a picture with her, right, at, at a state fair, and that he uh, he held her tight and then grabbed her butt. But the thing is, her husband took the picture. And it was at a state fair where you're surrounded by hundreds of people. If you're a senator, right, are you so sex-starved that you're going to grab a woman's ass while her husband is taking a picture of you? Surrounded by people. If he grabbed her and she was inappropriate, Al Franken at that time, he's like 60 years old. You think he's going to fight somebody? That dude's probably going to bust his ass. If you, if somebody grabbed your girl like that and she just made that look like, oh, you'll probably run up and just knock his jaw loose. I'm not but violent. Now, I'm not violent. That's not going to happen. Well, for me, uh, I'll put it like this. Ten years ago, for me, yeah. Now, nah, I'll, just, I'll just call cops. <laughs> I'm a taxpayer now. now I, I Please. Do make a civil suit. Hello, get that money, honey. Hey, new song. Get that money, honey. Get that money, honey. I'd be get a horrible that, boyfriend. Get, get that money, honey. Oh, like new, song. new song. My girl was getting attacked. I'm the one blowing the rape whistle. <laughs> okay. I'm but now, horrible. let me tell you what happened, though. I already, yeah, uh, you know, I'm connected to the Matrix in such a unique way that I can see these things. Mm-hmm. She was um, she was flirty. She was flippy flirty, and her husband's kind of like you know he's like a, a beta male. He ain't all that. You know what I'm saying? He don't care about all that. He's like, right. oh, okay, honey, do what you want. <laughs> so she was just you know she was grabbing up on his booty, and he just returned the favor. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened in that video with um with the first accuser, because like I said, the guy who uh, when she ran up and started rubbing her butt on him, it wasn't looking like oh she's you know. And maybe I'm just looking at it wrong, right? But he was kind of like, kind of pushing their way, like I'm trying to play guitar here, and he broke my hand. And then she just, she just grabs a handful of his ass, and I was just like, huh? So it's okay for her to do it, but not for Al Franken to do it. If you know, okay for Mariah Carey to do it. You know, ladies get the pass. They get the pass. You know, it's like what Teresa O'Neill said. You know. No one takes that shit seriously. If a woman jumped out from behind the bushes with a ski mask on and a gun, it's like, give me some dick. Give me some dick right now. And even that God's be like, what you need the gun for? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. now that you have it, I can't get hard, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But the whole thing is they need as many Senate seats as possible. I mean, I don't know how many more special elections they're going to have for Senate seats before the 2018 elections. So you figure if they can win this seat and maybe get Al Franken's seat, you know, that would be big for them. It would help them get those tax cuts passed. Those tax, the Republican tax cuts, the ones that passed the House, I haven't really looked at the Senate bill yet, but it's a living nightmare. It's a living, breathing nightmare. Put it like this. You remember, uh, I know you're a little younger than I am, but with Reaganomics, you know, it wasn't called Reaganomics. They, they used to call it voodoo economics or Reaganomics, right? I, I don't remember what the plan was, what Reagan called it, because I've, I've heard it called Reaganomics for so long. But the whole idea was you give all the money to the rich or trickle-down economics is what one journalist called it. Because he said that the way the plan worked, you give all the money to the rich, and then if we're lucky, some of it will trickle down to the working class. Right? This right here, their tax plan right now, is just like that, put on steroids. Because not only is it going to be, oh yeah, we're going to give all the money to the rich, but they're also going to slash uh, healthcare. Right? Put it like this, okay? I remember when, when the, with the Bush tax cuts, Right, and uh, I wasn't that deep into politics as I am now. Right, I just started really getting into politics when Bush was president. So they were like, "Yeah, uh, you qualify for a tax cut. Uh, we're going to give you a check." Right, like, okay, five figures going to be like one hundred and seventy-five, two hundred dollars. They gave me a check for six hundred dollars. I was like, "Oh shit." That's amazing. Bush, you're still a douchebag maniac, but hey, at least I got some money out of this, right? And then next year I did my taxes. They were like, all right, you get this, you get, you know, you get a nice fat tax return check because, you know, I'm single with no kids. So, you know, they rate me all year in taxes. They figured they may as well, you know, give me a little something back. And right before I hit yes on the TurboTax, they were like, by the way, did we give you a check last year for $600? And I was like, yeah, but I don't see what that has. We're going to need that back. <laughs> what that check was, was an advance on your tax returns. So they gave you that money, and then when you did your taxes, they took it back. Now, for the rich, there is no, uh, they don't have to give that money back. It's theirs. They get to keep it, right? Like I said before, when working class folks get money, we spend it because we have to. When rich people get money, they hoard it in offshore accounts or they spend it in rich people places, you know, like Barney's and shit. They don't, rich people don't shop at Walmart unless they're doing a photo op. Unless Mitt Romney's there to buy like five shopping costs of ramen noodles just to make it look like he's an ordinary guy. You know, what's the ordinary you think, about that? Shit, that's crazy. <laughs> I exaggerate about the five carts of ramen noodles, but he did make some goofy purchase. I think he went to Costco or, or Walmart and made some goofy purchase because he was trying to make it look like, oh, I, I shop with normal people. You know, but you figure it like this, right? Some people will get back if you supposedly what Paul Ryan was saying is that if you make thirty thousand dollars a year, right? You can get back a, a tax refund of up to $700 a year. 
keep one thing in mind about that. The tax cut for the middle class will sunset after 10 years. The tax cuts for the rich will be permanent. So that's a, that's a huge difference. Now, somebody broke it down, right? Yeah, this Cindy person that Paul Ryan made up will get back $700, right? But what do you do your taxes? You can't deduct your student loan interest anymore. I deduct my student loan interest every year, right? So I won't be able to do that shit anymore. You can't deduct your state and local taxes, which I do as well. You can't deduct medical expenses, which I also do. You can't deduct moving expenses, right? They're gonna, it's gonna have a horrible slash to healthcare and they're gonna slash a billion dollars out of Medicare. No, I, I get it backwards. A billion dollars out of Medicaid, 500, uh, I think I had it, I think I had it right. 500 million out of Medicare, a billion out of Medicaid. Right. A billion. Damn, a billion. Now, thousand people minimum. Yeah. Now that's over ten years, but that's still a lot of money, right? So you figure that seven hundred dollars is going to be gone by the time you finish doing your taxes, because all the things that you normally do to uh, and that's a show in itself of what it does to graduate students. It mangles graduate students. So They're one person, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but one person broke it down, and I, I saved it. I, I didn't uh, make it part of my notes. I should have, but it was kind of. I haven't finished reading it over yet to look kind of complicated. But long story short, uh, right now, as a graduate student, they'd be paying uh, four thousand dollars taxes. With under the new plan, they'd be paying twelve thousand in taxes. So yeah, it's a huge bump to the middle class because here's the thing, numbers are infinite. Money is not. Malcolm X said it best. He said that the reason why there'll never be world peace is because there's only a, a finite amount of power. And if someone is gaining power, someone else is losing power, right? So if I have a restaurant and I have 100 customers, 100 loyal customers, and you open up a restaurant, you take 40 of them, right? Granted. I'm not going to be closing my doors anytime soon. I still have 60 customers, but you've just taken customers from me because there's only a finite amount of customers in our area. You know, and this is the same premise. If, you, if we're giving rich people a trillion dollars over 10 years, more over more than that, because these tax cuts will be permanent, where is that money going to come from? It's going to come from the people who work and pay taxes. George Carlin said it best. He said, uh, the rich do none of the work, pay none of the taxes. Middle class do all the work, pay all the taxes. And the poor, they're just there to scare the shit out of the middle class and just keep them going back to those jobs. You know? And they're the one, and then it, these stupid ass fucking Trump fans are just sitting there like, yeah, Trump. These politicians are lying to their faces about these tax cuts. Well, hold on, lying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I don't hear the Trump fans as excited about Trump again as they used to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I, I joked about that on uh, on Facebook, and, and this is and this was actually very true. This wasn't me just making it up. Somebody had an article. It was, it was a very hyperbolic article about how Trump is losing supporters. But in the article, they only spoke to three people. 
So it wasn't like it was some poll that they put up, like some Gallup poll where he lost five percentage points. They spoke to three people. And they made it like, yeah, Trump's losing support. And uh, basically, one guy's response, right? All these people are writing all this stuff about the article, and one guy's article was just simply, fuck you. That was his response to the article. And I was like, you know what? That's the guy who I want to have a political discussion with. The guy who just sees... You should invite him to the next show. (laughs) So he can just curse me out. But... uh, These people are being lied to to their faces. And the... um, I didn't even write down her name because that's how good... That's how well I take notes. But the governor (laughs) of Alabama is still going to vote for Roy Moore, even though she believes the women who are accusing Roy Moore of sexual misconduct, she's still going to vote for Roy Moore because... I read that somewhere. I read yeah, somewhere. because uh, she would rather vote for a pedophile than a Democrat. She said like that they, in her mouth? Did she actually say that? She didn't say it like that. She didn't use the word pedophile, but she just feels that a Republican needs to have that seat. So she's going to vote for Roy Moore no matter what. Remember one thing about Roy Moore. Roy Moore is not Trump's guy. Trump's guy lost. So they had the primary between, and Trump's guy was so milquetoast, I don't even remember his damn name. But Roy Moore is Steve Bannon's guy. So it was like Trump's guy versus Bannon's guy, and Bannon's guy won. And Bannon's guy won because he was more like Trump. So he was out there, you know, pulling guns out of his out of his crotch and told I'm a Second Amendment guy and dressing like Woody from Toy Story and all of the goofy Alabama shit. And he won. Trump's pick was just too milk toast. And Trump was the and Trump wasn't even really feeling his own pick. He really liked uh, Bannon's guy. <laughs> so that just made it even worse. But now Trump had something to say about Al Franken. He called him Al Frankenstein. And then spell Frankenstein wrong. I'm not making that part up because they were riffing on him about it on um, on Twitter because you can't correct your tweets. You'd have to delete them and make a new one. I've done. I've had to do that a couple times. But Trump didn't say anything about Roy Moore and the allegations against Roy Moore. He just basically, he ragged on Al Franken. And I'm like, Trump is the least self-aware president we've ever had. Because he has 16 sexual misconduct allegations against him, against, uh, against 45. 16. That's a lot. 16 different women over, over the course of the years have... And is it true that he never tried a case? Who? Uh, you talking about Roy Moore? Yeah. Is that the guy? No, 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 no. That was a different guy. No. Somebody who Trump... Oh, I wanted to be a federal judge, and it turned out he never tried a case. He writes uh, science fiction. He's just he's just some guy who I, I don't even know why Trump picked this guy. But you figure it like this, right? About Trump and his picks, you figure he's got Jeff Sessions, uh, a man who was too racist to be a judge in the '80s. He was actually uh, up to become a, uh, a federal judge, and. They uh they vetoed him, and I think uh was it Martin Luther King's widow wrote a letter saying why Jeff Sessions should not be a judge, and 
you're too racist to be a judge in the 80s but you're but you could be uh attorney general no problem an attorney general with no memory in that hearing he was just saying i they could have did an auto-tune song of jeff sessions just saying i don't recall that's how many times he said it he said so many times i thought he was ronald reagan in the iran contra trial just I don't recall I don't recall that I don't recall that so basically if he doesn't recall it then it's not lying as far as he's concerned because he is not lying if you just simply don't remember you know you got Betsy DeVos who was secretary of education who basically uh, never held a position like that ever in her life when I say when I made any position like that I mean like any educational position but she's secretary of education they ask her simple questions. Now, they wouldn't be simple for me because I'm not in education. But if you're in education, these are questions that they should that they should know. And she didn't know them. Right. You have Ajit Pai, who is uh, who runs the FCC, who's basically he was a lawyer for Verizon before he became the head of the FCC. So he wants to kill net neutrality so that uh, companies like Comcast can go ahead and just charge people whatever they want for internet. And if you're part of their competition, they could just slow you down. I was reading up on, on YouTube, right? Google had its own YouTube style service, right? Competing with, uh, competing with YouTube. And YouTube was just so much better, it put Google's video streaming service out of business. So Google ended up buying YouTube for $1.6 billion. They said it was their second biggest acquisition at the time. Okay. So, you know, it, it just, you know, the whole net neutrality thing is horribly important. It goes up for a vote next month. So if, the, if that vote goes through, bye-bye uh, net neutrality. And then you have Scott Pruitt who sued the EPA on multiple occasions. Now he's not the head of the EPA. So it's like, you don't know if Trump is brilliant or or just stupid. You don't know if it's just like, oh, he just doesn't know how to pick people to run his organizations, or if he's saying, you know what, I'm picking these people because they're terrible. I'm gonna pick Ben Carson, AKA Sleepy Wonder, to run HUD because he used to live in the projects when he was a kid. So that's all the qualification you need to run HUD is that you used to live in the projects when you were a kid. Right? You're joking, right? No, I'm not joking. That's his only qualification for running HUD. He was, uh, now, if they said, all right, you could be Surgeon General, I would still say no, but it makes more sense because he was a, he was a surgeon, right? He was in the medical field. So it would make way more sense to make him Surgeon General than, uh, than running HUD. Ben Carson has no, they had a, oh, God, I forgot who's asking them questions. But he didn't even know the basic questions about his budget. I don't even think he read the budget before he went to the hearing. He has no clue what he's doing. Because that's not his wheelhouse, right? You figure, when you, you mentioned, you made a mention before about censorship, right? There was a merger going through. It's worth like $85 billion, I think it is. And it's a merger between AT&T and Time Warner. The Justice Department, run by, uh, as uh, Stephen Colbert calls him, the bigoted cookie elf, uh, Jeff Sessions, 
is saying that, hey, in order for us to approve this deal, you have to sell CNN. Now, why would they make them sell CNN to make the deal go through? It's because Trump hates CNN because CNN is always ragging on Trump. Trump, I, I, I could probably find 50 tweets without even trying of Trump calling CNN fake news because they're always shining the light on Trump's bullshit. So now they figure if they sell CNN, they'll let the deal go through. If they don't sell the CNN, they're going to block it and they're not going to sell CNN. So now uh, the Justice Department has filed a lawsuit in order to block the sale uh, to block the acquisition of Time Warner by AT&T because uh, Time Warner won't sell CNN. Now, here's the thing. If they sell CNN, uh, CBS is ready to buy it. So it's not like they'll just be dead in the water. Someone's going to buy it, you know. But just the fact that they're forcing them to make a sale of something that does not matter. AT&T doesn't own, as far as I know... And I could be, I could very well be wrong. I didn't look into it that deeply, but AT&T, as far as I know, does not own any news services. So you figure on one hand, they're saying, well, we don't want all this power in so few hands, but the Trump administration will let Sinclair Broadcasting buy up all these local news stations and Sinclair is just Fox Newsing them up and making these people say all this uh, Republican stuff because Sinclair is a conservative, uh, conservative company. Whether it makes sense or not for them to do that. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So you figure what they're doing is the president is influencing this deal and he's not allowed to do that. So when they go to court, right, they're going to lose. Now, okay, I'm gonna back up. They should lose. They shouldn't, they shouldn't lose because I despise number 45 and would just love to see him uh, sinking to the bottom of a fresh foundation. That's not the reason why. The reason why is what he's doing is unconstitutional. You can't order your Justice Department to... Now, there's no proof of Donald Trump actually saying, hey, listen, Jeff Sessions, you're going to block this sale. There's no proof of that. But you figure it like this. It's well documented through Trump's own tweets that he hates CNN, that he despises CNN. Right? Mm -hmm. And now, all of a sudden, his Justice Department is forcing Time Warner to sell CNN in order to make a deal go through? It's in his tweets. So it, it's absolutely absolutely ridiculous you know but you know Trump fans don't care because you figure uh, you know what they're like they're like trained seals when you go to a circus and there's seals there and it's like they you know you make them clap and they can bounce balls on their noses and then you just throw them a mackerel here you go er, 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 er. they're like trained seals they don't even know why all they know is that if they humiliate themselves by balancing balls on their noses and clapping, and I saw a video of a seal doing sit-ups like he was Rocky, um, that's not that that's actually true, by the way. Um, 
that you get a fish. If I just humiliate myself, I get food. That's but and the problem with the Fox News folks is that they're not getting food. <laughs> they get to feed the rich with their own bone marrow. That's their great reward. But they're like trained seals. They tell them, you know, it's like, uh, you know, they're like uh, like dogs, you know, that you train to that you train to kill. What do they call it? The, the kill command, you know, like Democrats. And it's like, you know, that's how they are. It, it's absolutely it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because, you know, if a dog killed someone just because someone told it to, they're not going to say, well, his master did tell him to. They're going to put them down. <laughs> so I, I don't understand it. But, hey, who am I? I'm just some I'm just some dumb liberal jackass. What do I know? You know, but I, I will say something, you know, uh, just kind of going off script here. I, I sometimes I get stories that come into my feed and I'm just like, no, that can't be true. It's like, all right, uh, I, like I don't trust the source or the story just seems so ridiculous that it's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna run with this, you know? But I, I was at lunchtime today and a story came to my feed and it was about, what was her name? Got the link here, it's coming up. Lavina Johnson. Okay, she was in the, uh, she's a private in the army, right? In 2005, and I'm reading this from the meme, right? In 2005, she died in her tent in Iraq from a gunshot to the head. She was found with a broken nose, a black eye, loose teeth, and acid on her genitals in a trail of blood leading out of her tent. And her death was ruled a suicide. Now, let me ask you, Blue. You see, a, you see a meme like that, right? What, what is your first thought? Uh, she was raped, and so they put the acid on her cuda cuda to um, destroy the DNA evidence. You know what? That's exactly what happened. But, but my first thing was, no. I'm, I'm, it's on countercurrent news, and I'm just like, there's no way that's true. That's bullshit. It's absolutely true. What happened was they ruled her death a suicide. But when the when her father, who came to claim her body, saw the condition of her body, he was like, no, there has to be more to this. So at first, the army was just like, we can't do nothing for you. But they used uh, the Freedom of Information Act to get her autopsy report. And that's when they found out, you know, the acid on her genitals, the, the black eye, broken nose, loose teeth. You know, basically, she was raped, and uh, they covered it up. And it made, I don't know how they can make it look like a suicide. I don't know very many suicide victims with black eyes unless they got the black eye before. Like, you get into a fight in the bar, and somebody beats the shit out of you, and then you go home and kill yourself. I don't understand how somebody says, you know, I should give myself a black eye and then kill myself. But the army covered it up, and they fought for this for years. And it didn't go through. And I'm just like, huh, okay. Uh, why am I just hearing about this now? Now, granted, back in 2005, like I said, I was not really that deep into politics. 
or up on news like that. But you figure, you know, I'm just hearing about this now. You know, there's so much that goes on that we don't know about, you know. But there are a lot of, but my thing is this, right? I get a story like this, and yeah, you know, I, I'm like, this doesn't pass a smell test, but it does. It's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true, and that's absolutely terrifying, because I'm not going to lie to you, Blue. There was a part of me that was really hoping that this was false. That was really hoping it was just some some hoax used to, to get clicks, and that a woman really didn't die like that in the army, and then have it covered up. They fought for years to try and find out what happened, and they, and they never found out what happened. So that means that some, some people in the army murdered and raped this young woman and then got away with it because the army covered it up. It, it goes back to uh, patriotism. Does that make you want to stand and, and put your hand over your heart and sing the national anthem and get yourself a hot dog and some apple pie? No, no, it doesn't. And it's not because of the incident itself, because that's just people. But the system covered it up. You know, I, I posted a video about Japan, you know, about how few gun deaths that they have. I think yeah, I seen that. That was crazy. I reposted that to the yeah. Urban Breakdown Facebook page. I that keep forgetting the was a I, very good video. I need to subscribe to that actually. Or that creator, I love the way they put that together. Yeah, and I've talked about that on the show before. And then that video had some stuff that I didn't know. Like one year, they said that that uh, Japanese cops fired in one year six shots total for the whole year. In America, they're really good at kung fu and karate and shit. I, yeah. My dad um, was stationed there. He was stationed is Okinawa. No, that's China. No, that is Japan. No, no, that, that is my Japan. dad was stationed in Okinawa before him. We went over there for about a year and some change. And um, I never noticed them with the guns. I never noticed them with even much of a baton or anything. They just was very astute, very focused, mm -hmm. and they seemed very fit. Versus these yeah. fucking donut eating fat bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in the greatest shape. I could get away from some of these cops, and I'm not. And I'm not in great shape at all. I feel like a Homer Simpson, like where Marge told him, "The doctor told you if you try and run, your ankles will shatter." You know, that's like me right now. And I could probably get away from some of these cops, but in Japan, now nah, I probably wouldn't make it halfway down the block before I just hear, "Yeah, swap down." <laughs> But it's a whole different culture. I mean, Japanese, they used to be uh, warmongers all over, uh, all over Asia. And then they just kind of figured, we don't want to be that anymore. Right. Yeah. And they just changed their entire culture. And they could have, I mean, in America, it could happen, but you need somebody with balls to make it happen. And we don't have that. Because if you look at it, I mean, if you're totally honest with yourself, you say mm -hmm. um, the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment. That's what they scream all the effing time, right? Right. But it doesn't necessarily say what kind of arms you need to have. And we said this before. I think it was on our previous, um, the previous station that held our show, that it didn't take into account that you would have machine guns and multi multi-automatic weapons and things of that sort and hollow point bullets and all that stuff we're talking about 
the guns where you put the the, the ball in the damn the ball in the gun mm-hmm. put some gunpowder in there and poof in fact if you were more than 20 feet away it would not rupture your skin you know what I'm saying right. versus the guns we have today you could be almost a mile away in some cases and it's going to tear your skin up you know what I'm saying yeah you figure it like this right they used to call uh, when they talk about the Minutemen right they so called they them that they had sex with girls and they'll come within a minute Aside from that, um, <laughs> aside from that, they were called Minutemen because of how fast that they could reload their weapons, and they were trained to reload their weapons, their muskets, in under a minute. So you just figure how long it takes to load a musket, where doing it in under a minute means that you're lightning fast, and they trained for that. You know what I'm saying? Put it like this. The, uh, the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments, was ratified in 1791, right? The revolver wasn't made until 1835. The first production revolver wasn't made until 1836. So you figure almost more than 40 years after uh, the right to bear arms where you had actually had a gun that could fire more than one bullet at a time. And then in between that was a bolt action rifle. So at that time, they didn't even have bolt action rifles. All they had were muskets. You know, they just had a court case in, I want to say it was New York. And and if it wasn't in the article that I read, I know they had this problem in New York because they were fighting. New York has an assault weapons ban, right? You can't have semi-automatic weapons in New York. You can't have them in Chicago. Now, they get around that by getting them from Indiana. But that's another matter altogether because Indiana just seems to have no gun laws. But here's the thing, right? federal judge ruled that uh, automatic weapons are not protected by the First Amendment. I mean, the Second Amendment. Sorry. You know, they're not protected. So, yes, you can't tell people, hey, you can't have a, a, a shotgun or something like that. But uh, semi-automatic weapons are not protected. They could be banned. You know, even the guy who uh, he was, uh, I don't know if he was a son or the grandson of the person who made the AR-15, even he was just like, these guns were not made for civilians. They're made for the military. These are not civilian guns. But like I said, we we just don't have people with the balls in Congress to just say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to take your dirty money. We need to protect the people. 33,000 gun deaths a year on average in the United States versus like 10 in Japan. And that, and, and that's a bad year if 10 people get shot. But I could ramble on all night. Blue, what, what, what are your closing thoughts? Oh, <clears throat> all right. Put me on the spot like we do Odie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my final thoughts is, you know, this is a very galvanized time that we find ourselves in regarding sexual harassment. Everybody just be very mindful of your interactions with others. But at the same, on the flip side of that, I also want us to tell us to be more connected to other people. Don't spend so much time on social media. Please get out, get up, and do something. Be more active in the community. Go to places, go to see things outside of your four walls or outside of your computer or your phone screen or your iPad or your Android tablet, whatever you're using. And do some things. Do some things that you normally haven't done in a while or normally wouldn't do. Go skating. Go to a 
uh, a coffee shop, and even if it's just you, just go to the coffee shop and drink some coffee and, and a pie or something, and just just people watch it. Make up stories in your mind about the people. But if you can do it with somebody else, it's even more fun. Um, go to a place you normally wouldn't go to. You might hate and despise them all. But hey, go to Crabtree Mall and just walk around and look at the new stores that they have in place. Um, just do something different. Go to a park. Go for a walk. Because if we stay behind these screens, if we keep doing the same thing we're, gonna, we're doing, we're actually going to drive ourselves crazy. Because this world that we're in right now is truly crazy. Yeah. Amen. I, I remember I saw uh, South Park, an uh, old episode, where they didn't have internet. And uh, was it Shelly, I think, uh, Stan's sister. So basically, she, she had an online boyfriend. So they were like, she was on this whole quest to talk to him again online because online they could just say whatever they want to. And at the end of the episode, they met each other and they just had nothing to say. They didn't, they didn't know how to talk to each other face to face, only through, only through a computer screen. You know, I, I even hear people, my, uh, my nephew's 16, so friends his age, like they get together now. Like uh, Halloween, they all got together and they sat around and they were talking. And I thought that was really, really cool. I left him alone. I was just sitting, you know, with his, with his mom in the kitchen. The only time I yelled at them is because uh, um, a palmetto bug got in there and, and they were all kind of freaking out. And I'm like, there's 12 of you. Somebody step on it, please. Don't make me come in there. <laughs> I, I, I joked about I didn't want to be the weird uncle who just walks in and tries to fit in with the 16-year-olds. The hey, you hear about this new band called Pearl Jam? Aren't they, aren't they rad? You know, but it was just cool to see young people getting together, connecting, and talking face-to-face -face, as opposed to just texting all the time. And they were listening to 90s hip-hop. Mm -hmm. How awesome is that? But you are right, Blue. I mean, I've been trying to, to get out late. Like yesterday, I went to, you know, I know I'm supposed to be boycotting the NFL. But I went to, uh, there's a bar around the corner from my house, like bar slash restaurant, not too far from where I live. And I just, instead of just sitting home in front of the computer screen, I went over there and I brought my tablet with me and I was checking my fantasy teams and, you know, eating sliders and just, you know, just being around people, you know. I don't do that as much as I should. And, and it's good advice, and I'm trying to I'm trying to follow it, you know. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm speaking to the choir. Um, I need to do the same thing. <laughs> but I do go well, see a movie at least once a week. Yeah. It, you know, it's good to get out and you know get out in the world a little bit more. And you know, as the song goes, it's good to see the world beyond your front door. There it go. Yeah. There it go. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of. Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to The Urban Breakdown in order to get hit shows like Politics as well as 360 Degrees. And coming soon, he said, she said, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all be good. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. Love. Oh.